Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I'd like to talk with you about ways we can reduce the overwhelm or anxiety. If you feel that your schedule is just completely crazy and you need to take a rest in your business or your personal life or perhaps both, and you don't even know how to start, this is the episode for you. We're going to dive into how to reduce the overwhelm. Stay tuned and we'll get into it after this short break. Hey, and we're back. So glad that you're here. If this is your very first time listening, throwing a big old electronic hug around your shoulders, thank you for being here. I know that you can be a at a bunch of other places right now, but I'm glad you're here with me. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so as soon as I drop another episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety-split. And I haven't forgot those of you who have been listening for multiple episodes. So glad you're here. So glad you're staying tuned with me. Let's be friends on social media if we haven't done so already. Follow me on LinkedIn, Denise George Lee, or Twitter, Denise Chi Lee, where you'll be inspired, encouraged, and motivated, and maybe a little kick in the butt from time to time to get you to take action. I know if you're listening to this podcast, you are a person of action. You want to have change. You want to transform not just how you run your business, but just how you run your life. I'm so proud that you're here on this journey with me. Also, if you have been loving these episodes and you'd love to spread the word and get other people engaged, let me know by writing a review and sending me a message at hello at denisechili.com. I love to send you a little token of my appreciation. That way you're helping yourself and you're helping your community at large. And a bonus, you're letting me know what you want to listen more of. Do you want more mindset? Do you want more strategy? Do you want me to talk a little bit more about fear and security? Do you want me to talk about personal development? I love to hear your thoughts again. Send me a message at hello at denisechili.com and we can talk about it. But for the purposes of today's episode, we're going to be talking about more of a mindset issue. We're going to be talking about overwhelm. This is definitely an issue that I see a lot of my clients deal with. And if you are interested in diving a little bit more about how to center yourself, meaning understand who you are and how you work, I would encourage you to go on my website, denisechili.com, go to the courses tab. Amazing Attitude is the program where I'll dive in a little bit deep about understanding yourself. Amazing Attitude is a 21-day audio program where we talk you and me intimately for 21 days and I give you some journaling props to help you understand yourself on a deeper level. You can only find that on denisechili.com. Go to the courses tab and click on amazing attitude. And with that all being said, let's dive into today's episode. Overwhelm is an issue that is somehow glorified in Western society where we're not seemed as we're doing good enough if we're not having 10,000 commitments. And if we're quite frank with one another, as we're talking about this, honestly, how many things are we doing not because we actually wanted to do it, but because we felt guilted to do it or we saw other people doing it and we thought that that was what you're supposed to do? 
And as a result of overwhelming our schedule, pack through of stuff, if we are not involved with kids events, if we have kids or we're in a bunch of community events, if we're involved in our neighborhood and we're doing so many different things, we're doing fundraisers and we're doing involved in activist activities or we're a member of at least 20 different Facebook groups and we're trying to juggle all those balls in the, in the air and do you know what happens to an overwhelmed person? We end up getting burnt out, we end up feeling overwhelmed, and we end up feeling exhausted. And if that's where you're at right now, if you're feeling that, Denise, I, I just don't even know where to quit, where to stop, what to even do, this is what I'm going to suggest to you. And this is a great time to either record this using a pen and a paper, the thoughts that I have to share with you, or just take some mental notes and listen to a podcast again in case you've heard something that you really want to dive in deep because I want to make sure that you're fully supported during this time with one another. And again, I'm just scratching the surface. I go into a lot of this in depth in my course, Amazing Attitude, but for the purposes of our time with one another, I'm hoping that this can at least meet you meet your immediate need right now. And with that all being said, I have about two main things that's going to really help you if you are tired of the overwhelm. And the first one is to be trusting our instinct. And the second one is to reframe our perspective. Now I'm going to dive into both of them in more depth, but our main toolkits are going to be trusting our instinct and reframing our perspective. And let me first talk about our instinct right now, because I think this is really important. And you might have heard this from other literature, from other places, but if this is your first time hearing it, let me explain when I say your instinct. It's often referred to as our gut feeling or the nagging in our spirit or our soul, where we're in, we know what we're supposed to do, but because of fear, anxiety, we just don't listen to what our gut, our instinct is trying to tell us. And we might find ourselves, for example, signing up to do some event or program that we're not interested in. Or we actually don't sign up for something because we're fearful of spending the money or putting our name out there and having other people say anything or perhaps we've always wanted to make a comment on a social media post but we were afraid that it may be misinterpreted or we might have people say negative things against us this happens because from the beginning if from our childhood of origin we were basically not taught to trust ourselves. I'll give you a very perfect example that I think all of us can relate to. Remember when you were a kid and you were told that to smile when things were not going well, you feel upset and your family, if someone in your family said, buck up, put a smile on your face, don't don't look upset. And you really were upset, but you started, you smiled anyway. And while that have 
been of good intention to tell you to smile even when you felt upset, you weren't allowed to honor the feelings of feeling upset, feeling afraid, feeling scared, and compound that with multiple experiences of ignore being told to ignore what you feel deep down being to, being told to deny your reality or perhaps you were just replicating what you saw your parents do I'll never forget and I think about this from time to time where you know I grew up in a very chaotic situation where my mother would was very emotionally erratic very I don't know any other way to say it, but verbally abusive toward us and the family. And when she went out forward facing with with strangers or just people in general outside of her home, she would smile and pretend like nothing was wrong, that our family was perfect and everything was fine. And she would force us to smile and, and say, don't talk about our business to anybody else. And it created a really big disconnect on who I really was versus what I really felt inside. And I think for a lot of us, you don't even have to have a similar upbringing that's mine, but you can be able to understand where our parents or parental influences or ex teachers or someone that we really held in high regard basically told us to deny how we felt, deny how we were interacting with people and that caused that chasm where we're not able to make our yeses be yes and our noes be no. And let me explain a little bit more depth when I say yes be yes. Sometimes we really want to do something but we just don't believe that we have the capabilities and that can come from having our expectations killed so many times. I was thinking about a client that I I worked with a couple years ago and he was a very talented pianist and he loved to do the piano and I remember just he's mentioned casually to me that he was trying to seek this program where he wanted to get more advanced lessons to improve his piano skills and his father said that's only for wusses that's only that's stuff that only girls do you need to be doing something more mechanical or hands-on you don't need to be playing the piano other people can do that but you need to focus on things that can make you money and he got taught a very powerful lesson and is that things that bring me joy aren't worth things that bring me money and he denied that part of himself and when we were talking about what he does for fun he just mentioned all these tasks that he can make money on but he wasn't able to connect with the thing that he really did enjoy doing he is an artist he loved listening to piano uh, songs and he loved listening to symphonies especially if there was some type of piano involved and right then and there we made the connection that his desire got snuffed out because he really wanted his dad to approve of him and he was denying who he was so I just want to let you know that oftentimes when we're not 
able to make the connection with making our yes be yes and saying, yes, I want to do this. It's because there's somehow a voice or an idea that is in direct conflict with what our spirit is saying. So I want you to take a pen and paper out. And if you haven't done so already, as you're jotting down your notes or make a mental note to yourself, who or what caused me to deny why I have pleasure in this particular area? Who or what? And the same thing goes with our nose being nose. We've been told to ignore those red flags that cause us to not understand when our boundaries are being broken or when we are doing way more things than we need to do. I remember when I was working at for the federal government, I had a government job and in addition to my work in my full-time government job, I was volunteering at a local newspaper. I was also doing personal training on the side and I think I was doing something else and I had all these activities going around. And I remember my then boy my now husband, then boyfriend at the time was observing me with this really packed schedule, as soon as I had to get off from work, I had a shuffle to meet a client or I had a shuffle to go to the newspaper. It was just so much going on. And my my now husband, then boyfriend asked me, what, what, is, what are you doing? What's going on? And I said, these people expect me to be here. I have to do all these things. And he asked me, are you even happy? And at that moment, I swear to you, this is true. I didn't even really know the answer. I just thought that if I was overwhelmed and people thought of me as important and I had a full roster of things to do that automatically, because of all of that hurried and rushness, it would make me feel fulfilled. And isn't that the same of so many of us where we go on social media and we're seeing everybody looking perfect with a house clean and happy kids and their Facebook groups are growing or everything just looks so perfect and we look like we've got our finger up our nose lost and confused and we need to do almost everything to compare ourselves to what everyone else is doing and and sometimes with all that we go through this overworking and then we burn out and then we feel depressed because we're not doing anything and then we ramp things up and overwork ourselves and then we stop and this whole start stop thing stop start thing is definitely a result of not being able to again our trust in our guts and understanding what makes sense for me now as i say this understand that this is not the full picture. Obviously, I dive in a little bit more about this in my course, Amazing Attitude. You can only find it at denisechili.com. But for the purposes of our time with one another, I just want to explain that a lot of us have been denying what is appropriate amount of stress. Now, if we have no stress in our lives, that's going to create a lot more problems. For example, we don't have a little bit of stress in regards to how we maintain our 
our our our weight for example and we just want to eat sugary fattery foods and we don't want to exercise and we don't want to monitor our stress level it's actually going to creep up and cause health problems down the line it's going to create problems with how we're able to sleep well it cascades into other issues in our lives and so this we have to have a little stress to have discipline so that we can keep ourselves from creating much bigger problems down the line but we don't want to also be so rigid, so structured that we don't even allow ourselves time to rest if we're sick. I was talking with a client of mine and she was telling me about one of her friends and the best way I can describe it is an exercise addict. Now, this is me, you know, former personal trainer saying it sounds like this person has an exercise addiction. Let me explain what I'm talking about. They wake up at 4 a.m. and they work out for an hour and a half and then they would go to work and then come home from work and then work out for another hour and a half and in between the whole day they were calorie counting precisely how much food they were eating, how much uh, time they were exercising right down to the millimeter. They have a, a fitness uh, app on as well as a fat percentage weight weight scale, and it literally has become a science for this friend of my client. And this person is an athlete; they're not training for an event. This is basically a way of feeling comfort and security by having so much control over it. Now you can translate this idea to your personal life or perhaps you've been trying to militantly observe how you spend your ads right down to the dime every single hour on the hour or perhaps you're constantly looking over your statistics on how many likes you've had within the last 30 days, who's liking you, how many likes did this particular person like on this post. And for a lot of us, if we were tracking every single thing down obsessively, it means that we feel out of control on other area of our life and we're trying to find control in one particular area. And I want to let you know that it's not okay for you to obsess over something to the point where it's having you distort what is practical and reasonable for either your business or your personal life. A lot of us have been so anal thinking that if we can count all those beans, we can be able to analyze every little circumstance, we can feel more control. Because for a lot of us, if we as are very stringent about analyzing everything, it means that we felt out of control for in other areas of your, your life. And I want to let you know that today is a brand new day. You can be able to take that breath, right? Take that breath and understand that everything can go in proper perspective. And actually that leads me to our second point, our major point is reframing our perspective. I think for a lot of us, if we've grown up in chaotic or dysfunctional environments, everything was looked at black and white, do or die. And for a lot of us, we've been trained with the idea that if we don't attend to this issue or this issue right now, everything's going to go straight to hell and that we won't be able to accomplish anything. 
And I have about four questions that's going to really help you put things into proper perspective to help you understand whether or not you are doing this because of a genuine situation that needs to be done right then, Johnny on the spot, or this is just a characteristic of our overall habit of overwhelming yourself. Now, some of these questions may not pertain to your current situation right now, but at least file it in the back of your mind and then ask yourself, perhaps Denise was kind of making sense on this. Perhaps there's this, a part of me that I'm just making things way more complicated and harder than it needs to be. So the first question I've got to ask you is, is this activity or person or thing going to break things permanently? And let me explain what I'm talking about. I have a habit of making sure that we close down the kitchen in my house. And let me explain when I say close down the kitchen in my house. I want everything wiped down, food put away, all the things that can be put in the pantry, put in the pantry. There's no plates or water or anything in the in the sink. And everything's clean and ready for the following day. And I do it for hygienic purposes. I do it because it provides me a sense of comfort, honestly, to look at a clean kitchen. And I always used to get so mad if the garbage disposal wasn't ran every single time or there was something that was off when I went to sleep. And sometimes I would wake up and my husband said that he would clean things up. And then sometimes I would see some food from what I was cooking got left on the, the stove. It wasn't packed away or something was happening. And I would always just get so freaking mad, guys. I would get so mad. And I would think that, oh my goodness, I've wasted food. Things aren't looking well. It's going to attract rodents. All these things are going to happen. And I want to let you know that Every once in a while, these things happen, right? Sometimes we forget, but is flipping out and getting angry at my husband or having a crumb left over on the stovetop really going to ruin things forever? Is it really? Or let's think about even our business life. If we miss one week sending out an email, is that really going to do or die our business, meaning that we we can't still connect with our clients in other ways? Is it really if we're honest with ourselves? Too many of us have been working in this linear black and white uh, paradigm. And I want to let you know that oftentimes we're going to have to accept that not everything's going to be perfectly done. We strive for our best. We try to do things with excellence, but we're not looking for absolute perfection. Because perfection basically denies who we are as human beings and the fact that nothing or nobody can measure up 100% all the time, okay? Including robots, even robots malfunction from time to time. So if we know that a robot can malfunction or break down, why are we expecting so much from ourselves? okay? Now, the second thing about reframing our perspective, I think it's going to really help us is asking ourselves is, how is this activity or person going to help you? Let me explain what it, I'm talking about. For a lot of us, especially in this whole information age, we are spending a lot of time online and we are told that we constantly need to compare 
see what our competitors are doing and having the situational awareness and finding our own unique niche, uh, comparing ourselves to other people. And I want to let you know that, yes, while it's good to understand how people are differentiating themselves, what's trending, what's going on, but if we become obsessed over it, if we come that we are putting all our focus on what other people are doing, we're not spending that activity that we need to be growing our own brand, focusing our own people, focusing on building our own mission. What I find often is, and this I've seen this with clients, I've done this myself, is that if you keep focusing so much on what other people are doing in their business, you find yourself feeling either jealous or arrogant. It's one of those two extremes, arrogance or jealous. Arrogance that's can be thinking that you are superior and that nothing that anyone could do is quite the way you can do it or we feel inferior meaning that there's nothing that we can do to measure up and both of those extremes are not good the arrogance is not good because things can change one person can be popular one day and they're not they're not relevant i think about for example you remember the show ricky lake for those of you guys who are a little older millennials or Gen Xers, you remember that show, Ricky, Ricky Lake, or heck, even the Montel Jordan show. I'm, I'm mentioning, or Arsenio Hall, I'm mentioning people who were once at the top of their game, and they probably maybe still be doing stuff, but they don't have the same prominence that they once did. Or think about the show Friends. I know the the Friends show is still in syndication. You can watch it. But now now I got replaced with the Big Bang Theory. I don't know what's playing right now these days. But the point I'm trying to make is that things change all the time. I remember when Seinfeld was it. Now it's over. There are times where one thing's get replaced by another so this whole idea of you have to think that you're going to be on top forever is not going to help you if you want to put things in proper perspective okay now the other thing that i want to talk to you about is along the lines of can this be deleted delayed or delegated this is definitely going to help you in this overwhelmed category is asking yourself do i you need to even do this right now? Is this something that is actually redundant or obsolete or something that can be replaced but with something else? I remember in the beginning of my business, I had I was using this one particular CRM and then I was using this other service and I was it was a Frankenstein monster of marketing where I was using five different services to do something and then I found out one particular service that I, I currently use does does almost all the things I need in one full place and it's and I love the layout I love how it was easy to use and it's understandable and I use that now but before I was doing this Frankenstein thing and I definitely will let you know that it was not helping me. It wasn't helping me at all. And I want to let you know that when I was trying to combine all these things all at once, it was not helping me to task what needed to be done 
because I just felt that I needed to complicate things. And this is a really good invitation for you to ask yourself, how can I simplify things in my business? How can I do it? What should I do? Okay. And that's why you have to ask yourself, is this something that you can change over to something else? I mean, that's why I mean delete or delay, meaning that is this something that you even really need to do right now? Is this something that can wait? Can it wait? I sent a message yesterday to my Google ads manager about some a campaign that I was running. And I said, it, I got this prompt from them saying that I needed to modify something. And I emailed my Google ad manager and he said, just wait for 14 days and we'll revisit. Don't take the action. And that's so much different from the way I used to be doing. As soon as I got an automated message from somebody, I would just take all the action and not modify it and, and, and do every single thing and tweak and do all these things. And it would throw off my information about how my campaigns were working and all this other stuff and my anxious heart that wanted results overnight right now would not listen to the fact that sometimes I need to collect data and let things sit as is are we doing this right now are we doing it right now take an inventory and think about your life right now are you trying to jump on every single person or thing that's trying to tell you to do something right now and you really don't need that to do right now okay and that's where again I, I encourage you to trust your gut understand what your instincts are trying to tell you okay because I don't want you to be waffling back and forth and I also want you to understand when you can also turn it over turn the work over to somebody else and then lastly is, are you trying to compare the quality of yourself to strangers? And this is a much deeper issue that we go into. A lot of this with our parental figures. A lot of it is around who we are and how we identify them, ourselves in relation with the world. And again, I talk about this deeper on my course, Amazing Attitude. But for the purpose of our time of one another, a lot of us are comparing ourselves and feeling overwhelmed because we're trying to compare or stack ourselves against what we perceive other people are doing. And oftentimes, we don't understand the full picture. We don't really know. And I just want to let you know that you are running your own unique race just the way it was designed for you. And you can't imagine how you're going to be doing based on what other people are doing it doesn't it doesn't work that way now that is it let's recap what we've talked about with one another today two main things is that we are trusting our instinct and we're making our yes be yes and our no be no and we're reclaiming what that little voice that little spirit inside of ourselves are doing and i know that voice may seem a little quiet and soft because we've denied it for so long but i trust trust and believe that it's actually there if we just will take a moment turn off the phone 
quiet our, our heart and just listen to what we need to be doing right then and there. And then secondly, we need to reframe our perspective. And I gave you three questions, actually, sorry, I gave you four questions to help you Ask yourself whether or not you are putting things in proper context. And number one, I said, is, is this activity going to break things permanently? A lot of us are just walking around this black or white do or die thing. And actually, it may not need our immediate attention. And that number two is how is this activity or person going to help you? Are, so a lot of us are just doing things on autopilot and we're not really thinking too deeply about what we're doing and why we're doing it. Just the process of even asking ourselves can send us into a different direction that is actually better for us. Number three is asking ourselves, can this activity or thing be delegated, deleted, or delayed? I gave the example of the CRM that I was using that is doing a lot of things that I was trying to do with five different tasks and it was cause it was taking four times as long and it was just totally overwhelming. And lastly, number four is are we trying to compare the quality of how we work to others? Again, we never know the full picture unless we're actually living the circumstance that other people are doing. So it is not to our best interest to try to compare ourselves and our worth to other people because we don't know. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Was there something that I said that really clicked in your mind? Let me know. Send me a message. Hello at DeniseGLee.com. I'd love to talk with you about that. And if, again, you would love to get into deeper about this, I definitely would love to help you. Either send me a message at hello at DeniseGLee.com or visit my website and go to denisechile.com, go to courses, go to Amazing Attitude. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.